0: Welcome back to Long-Distance Work Life, where we help you lead, work, and thrive in remote and hybrid teams. I'm Marissa Eikenberry, a fellow remote worker, and joining me is my co-host and remote work expert, Wayne Tremell. Hi, Wayne.
1: Hi, that would be me. Yes.
0: <laughs> so today, we're actually talking about something that you've talked about several times, included on this podcast, which is called the Spider-Man Paradox, and so we're going to talk about what remote workers can learn from Spider-Man, basically. So let's dive right into what exactly is the Spider-Man Paradox, anyway?
1: Well, the Spider-Man paradox on some level is an old man trying to sound relevant. But (laughs) what it truly is, is there is this line in Spider-Man canon and mythos and keeps showing up in all the origin stories. And, And that is as, you know, Uncle Ben is dying and he says to Peter, with great power comes great responsibility." Right. And that is good advice anyway, but it generally gets directed to managers and leaders. And I am going to stir the pot a little bit, yes, which is so unlike me.
0: Right. We never do that on the show.
1: Uh, But here's the deal. A lot of remote work advocates, a lot of remote work literature talks about people's right to work from home, people's need to balance their lives, and and the power that we have to control our own schedules and to manage our time a little bit differently and, you know, get some of our life back. That's great power, but there is also responsibility associated with that.
0: Right. It's, It's not entitled things that we just have access to.
1: Yeah, a lot of the remote work literature support stuff just sounds really entitled and i have heard from several employers legitimately want to make this thing work but they're like every time we make a request of the people who work from home we're the bad guy
0: right and sometimes it's warranted
1: Sometimes it's warranted, I will be the last person to constantly leap to the defense of employers and, you know, corporations and like that. And workers have a responsibility here. And, and I have found myself doing it of late. I've been working from home for the better part of 20 years. You know, as far as I know, our boss, Kevin, has no worries about the way I work or whatever. But I remember one afternoon, I was eating lunch and my phone pinged and Kevin was like, where are you? And I'm sitting on the couch, eating a sandwich, watching Sports Center, and it's like, how dare he question whether I'm working?
0: Right, I'm eating lunch right now, this is my time. But it's not that, it's right. like,
1: I'm sitting at home, I got a ham sandwich stuffed in my face, I'm watching Sports Center and it's like how is he supposed? a how is he supposed to know that and right. b if i said to him i'm on the couch watching sports center what do you want wouldn't make me sound like a really involved <laughs> right. committed worker right uh and by the way lunch had run a little long to be fair
0: <laughs> that sports center must have been really good that day
1: yes in general i am very you know i'm committed and i'm a good worker and all of that stuff And sometimes not so much.
0: We all have our days, right?
1: We all have our days. So do we accept that with all of this newfound stuff that we didn't have until fairly recently, Mm -hmm. right? Usually when you went to work, you physically went to another location. You went to work. You stayed there for the required amount of time to get paid. And then you came home. Right well we now have considerably more power than we had and there's a responsibility that goes with that now it can get a little tricky because some organizations are addressing that by and i'm putting this in imaginary air quotes uh by making them earn the right to work from home
0: right i've heard that a lot
1: which I know what they mean when they say that. Have you demonstrated sufficient skills that you can be left unseen? Yeah, can we trust you? Have, can we trust you? And trust, as I have said oh so many times, is evidence-based, right? Scripture will tell you that faith is the evidence of things unseen. Trust actually requires <laughs> right. some backup.
0: And yeah, it's not just like inherently, you've been hired, so therefore we trust you.
1: Right. It's, do you know your job well enough, right? If you have a question, can you get it answered? If you're in the office with the manager, the answer is usually pretty quick.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, we're not going to make you work from home and then not give you resources and help you get your work done. Of course. So there are lots of ways that organizations are doing that, bringing people in at first, Gradually, you can work from home one day two day if it looks like there's no problem and your performance is good and your production is fine, we extend the leash. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's lots of ways to do that. But a lot of people who work from home get very defensive about this notion of what do you mean I am responsible? How dare they question my work ethic? How dare they question whether I'm working?
0: Yeah, there's a there's a bet on both sides. So I guess with this, so I know that one of the things that you've talked about, you know, talking about things that like, it's, it's not all on the employer, like there's responsibility that we need to be doing as well. So how can we demonstrate these responsibilities? How can we act on these responsibilities? So that way, you know, our employers do trust us or that, you know, as you've said in a previous episode and I'll, I'll link it in the show notes that like, we don't screw this up.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I think a lot of it goes back to the three P model that we've talked about before from a long distance teammate. And Marissa will have links (laughs) to all of that good stuff. But the three P model says to be a great teammate. You need to be productive. You need to be proactive and you need to take a long term view and see the potential. That's the third P. And proactivity is really a part of this. Does your boss know when to expect you there? You know, it's one thing to say, oh, it's the middle of the day. I'm going to make a quick target run and I'm out. It's another thing to actually say, I'm going to be out of the office for an hour. Yeah. It's a simple thing, but then they're not worried about it.
0: Well, it's like you just talked about earlier with, you know, lunch and stuff like that. And it's like, well, how is Kevin supposed to know that you're eating lunch? Like I know, and, and many of us on our team do it. I know I do it specifically too, but like I put up a Slack status that says I'm eating lunch and I put my do not disturb on for an hour and everybody yeah. knows that if they need me, I'll come back in an hour.
1: And and it does two things. First of all, oh, she's not there. So if I need something right away, I'll go bug somebody else. Yeah. Right. But the other thing is, here's why I'm not here. And here's when to expect me home. Right. Home (laughs) to the office, Dr. Freud, to the front desk, please. (laughs) But it's those little things, right? Because you got to think, what is the other person? What does the other person know?
0: Right. Right? They know that
1: you're not there. It goes back to the Johari window we talked about earlier. I know where I am. I know that I did yeoman service on that project before I left. So I don't feel bad about taking a break, but they don't. All they know is they have a question and Wayne's not there. He's supposed to be there. What's he doing? Oh, he's not answering me as opposed to, oh, he's at lunch. I'll bug him
0: later on. Yeah. Or you're on a client call or whatever. It doesn't matter.
1: You're taking taking responsibility for not creating problems that don't need to be there.
0: Yeah. You're, you're communicating what's going on. So then right? has any one questions. of the
1: things, w- one of the things that we don't do often enough is check with our managers about the priorities of things, because it's not, are you working? It's what are you working? on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you've been on a rabbit hole for something that was not a high priority, but this other project that needs to be done next week has been left drowning in a corner. <laughs> yeah. And I do
1: this, fairly frequently, you know, we've established on this show, Kevin and I are in different time zones. And so my day starts very early by West Coast standards. And every morning I send him a quick hello. Sometimes I send him a hello. Here's what I'm working on today.
0: That way he knows. It's not a big deal. It's
1: just he knows. If I'm not terribly active on Slack, if I'm not, you know, if I've got my do not disturb on whatever, He at least knows what's going on. And unless he has a problem with it, he trusts me to do what he needs to do.
0: Yeah, I know I've had situations where, you know, I mean, pretty much my entire job is task based. Um, I don't do a lot of meetings other than like this. And so there are times that I get overwhelmed with tasks. And um, when Kevin was my manager, although now Adrian is, I would be like, okay, here's my task list. But I don't know what the bigger picture is and how these tasks relate. Can you help me decide what the priority of this is? Because right now I'm looking at the list and going, well, all of it needs done. And I don't know where to start.
1: (laughs) Well, there's a perfect example, though. You have said, help me with this. Mm -hmm. I have given you, let's say I'm your manager. I have given you guidance on this. You obviously know what needs to be done. I have given you the guidance. You've acknowledge Mm -hmm. that silly me I'm going to assume that when we ring off you are actually going to work on those things
0: right well and you know taking the responsibility of hey I know this needs done but I need help like asking for help is not something that we do very often either
1: well and and that's a problem that's part of the proactivity thing right is we get really caught in the headlights sometimes Mm -hmm. and we Don't want to look like we don't know what we're doing. We don't want to appear helpless and stupid. We think somehow we'll just magically figure it out
0: until it's too
1: late. Now it's a problem.
0: Yeah. We're so afraid of seeming like we're incompetent or we don't know how how to do our jobs that later we look like we're incompetent and don't know how to do our jobs. Now,
1: some of this is if you are... Proactive about communicating, you know, like I say, Kevin and I talk by chat at least once a day. Some days that's all it is, but we do it every day. And because I know where he is, he publishes his schedule and lets people know, and we're very good about letting everybody know where we are and what's going on. It, it's fairly easy to be proactive. I know when he's there, I know that he's. You know, he's in the office today, so if I have a question, I can probably get him sharing schedules, letting people know who's where and especially when you're in a hybrid situation where some days you're in the office, some days you're not. Some days those days are scheduled. Some days it's, you know, left up to the gods,
0: right? Yeah. But I mean, to the, to your point, so, you know, I'm a hybrid employee. I think at this point, I'm the only hybrid employee that our company has just because I'm in Indianapolis. And so, you know, most of the team knows I'm in the office Tuesday and Thursday. Sometimes I'm not in on a Tuesday or Thursday because Kevin's traveling or whatever. And so I know sometimes I'll get a message. Are you in the RH today? Or uh, as we referring to Remarkable House. And, you know, sometimes the answer is yes, because they need, something you know that they can only be found in a remarkable house and I'm right there to be able to answer it and so while I don't publish that necessarily I do have on my google calendar if somebody looked they would be able to know but um but like I don't change my slack status to say I'm in the office today or not because it's typical that if it's a Tuesday or Thursday I'm probably there and maybe I should yeah. pro- also as we're talking I should probably communicate that more than I usually do
1: but all teams develop a rhythm. But so to get back to Spider-Man, I mean, the big thing is, what is your responsibility as the employee, right? It's no great mystery that the more engaged you are and the more you like your coworkers, and the more you like your work, the more of that you tend to do, right? You tend to own it when here, here's, what I would say, going to dig this too much, but that's okay. If you are being called out before you get your hackles up, as with any feedback, is it valid? Right. Right. Are you in fact, you know, uh, my boss doesn't trust me, he says, as he's driving to Starbucks. (laughs) Know thyself. was going. (laughs) Right. Right. How dare he not think I'm working?
0: Yeah. Have I given them reason to believe that I am not working? Oh, well, okay. (laughs) and
1: and what has to happen at that point is the coaching conversation and this needs to come from both the manager and the employee is what do you need to see yeah what are you seeing that is creating this lack of trust and what do you need to see what would establish that trust and make you comfortable
0: yeah we're not mind readers
1: And it may be as simple as use your status updates and keep people apprised. It might be as simple as, you know, if you're going to do something out of the ordinary, if you're going to spend your day doing something out of the ordinary, if you need to be heads down over a project or whatever, send up a flare, let the team know, let your manager know Mm -hmm. so that there isn't all this white space that gets filled up with paranoia and not knowing.
0: Right. Well, so, you know, we just talked about the responsibilities of remote workers and how it's not all on the employer, but like one of the responsibilities as remote workers, as workers in general is our own development. So now that, you know, you're not in the office anymore, so it's not quite as easy as, okay, I'm the boss. I'm sending you to training. Like how can remote workers improve the development on their own? Like what are some things they can do?
1: Well, and that gets to the third P in the model, the potential is if you want to get better at your job if you want a better job if you want a career track you have always owned that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: ultimately that's always been on you yeah and it's been easier to do when everybody's in the office and everybody goes to the same training together and every and and there's this constant visibility and these little side conversations and things that support those behaviors. You don't have those. Right. So when they send out notifications, hey, there's this class coming up. It's really easy to delete it and go back to work. Right. Right. Is this something I need to do? Is this something I could benefit from? Have I taken any classes this year? Because if not, whether I think I need them or not, and that's a question you really should be examining. Whether I think I need it or not, what message does it send? Yeah, if absolutely. I am not working visibly, noticeably, working on things that are important to the leader, to the organization, to the perception of me as an engaged, committed employee. I have the responsibility to look like I care,
0: well, and back to your proactivity point, like not only is it, you know, hey, this class is available, you know, should I take it kind of thing, but you can also find your own courses, trainings, webinars, whatever. And, you know, you may tell your manager, hey, I just found out about this webinar on X, Y, Z. You know, I'm, I'm going to attend that on Friday and I will let you know what I learned.
1: And by the way, a great thing to do is to share that with your teammates. Uh, it, if your group has a Slack or a Microsoft Teams channel on cool stuff I found, you like know, learning stuff, whatever you want to call that,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Some people call it the library, some I think call we it call
0: it ours continuous learning. Well that yeah.
1: sounds appropriately consultantish. <laughs> right? But we share that with each other. And hey, I'm going to be at this class. I'm going to be on this webinar. Uh, So not only don't come to me until it's over, right? Right. But also, if you want to know about this, I'll share the slides. I'll give you the recording link. I'll do whatever is the appropriate thing to do. So to wrap this up, the (laughs) Spider-Man paradox essentially is this thing about with great power comes great responsibility. And yes, as leaders we have a great responsibility. And as remote workers, we need to own more than we often do if we're going to make this A success.
0: Absolutely. Wayne, thank you so much for talking to us about this. I'm actually going to link a video in our show notes, listeners, about Wayne talking about this quite a while ago about lessons from Spider Man for remote workers. There's a couple things that we didn't get to cover today. So hopefully that'll fill in some extra gaps. But listeners, thank you so much for listening to the Long Distance Work Life. For notes, transcripts, and other resources, make sure to visit longdistanceworklife.com. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the show so you won't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, be sure to like and review. This helps us know what you love about our show. Feel free to contact us via email or LinkedIn with the links in our show notes and let us know you listened to this episode or even suggest a topic for Wayne and I to tackle in a future episode. We'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about remote teams, order Wayne and Kevin Eichberry's new book, The Long Distance Team. You can learn more about the book at longdistanceteambook.com. Thanks for joining us. And as Wayne likes to say, don't let the weasels get you down.